to Real Estate Coaching Radio, America's number one trusted resource for realtors who demand authentic, real-time coaching. Starring award-winning real estate coaches Tim and Julie Harris. Get ready for unfiltered, full-strength honesty about what is truly working to get you into action and make you money in this new real estate boom. Now to our hosts, Tim and Julie Harris. Welcome back. We are Tim and Julie Harris. We are, your, of course, your hosts for Real Estate Coaching Radio. Julie, welcome to today's radio show. Thank you so much. I love today's topic, so I'm excited for our show. I'm always excited for our shows, but this is going to be fun. Well, let's be honest. Sometimes we're more excited than other times, right? <laughs> That's true. <laughs> you know, it's funny. I was just thinking about... I was just thinking about the fact that normally we start out the show and we say, you know, broadcasting live from lovely, sunny Austin, Texas. And Mm -hmm. then I was thinking, well, I was about to bitch about the weather because it's a little bit cold and it's wet and damp. Then I thought, well, you know what? This is incredible weather for 90% of the country, so maybe I just got to keep my mouth shut. (laughs) That's right. Certain areas that you'd have the top down in the convertible wearing shorts and flip-flops as they had this. Yes, that's right. So never forget, guys, Julie and I are from... Those of you who are living through this, you know, you know, another pretty bad winter, Julie and I are from Ohio, and for a good portion of our lives, we lived through the similar weather, selling in similar, you know, horrible situations with ice and snow and people's bad mindsets and all the rest of it. So trust me when I tell you we have complete and total empathy for the situations you guys have weather-wise. I've been hearing that on all my coaching calls for everyone that's basically in the Midwest and back East that they're having to, you know, motivate buyers more than normal, kind of motivate sellers not to wait to the tulips to come through the snow and all that. But heck, guys, that's normal. And, uh, you know, remember, you can always move. There is that. So, Julie, on your coaching calls, I've had some fantastic calls today. I know you have as well. Before we get to today's topic, which, uh, by the way, guys, is about, as Julie indicated, um, you know, she suggested this is one of our favorite topics because it really is, do affirmations work? Five steps to create a uh, to create powerful affirmations. So we're going to kind of be going through the nuts and bolts of affirmations, why they do work, and then we're going to give you the, the, some specific suggestions on how to create your own affirmations. Um, but Julie, before we get to the nuts and bolts of today's radio show, anything interesting from your coaching schedule? Yeah, I think you know some of our newer clients. It's interesting, such a vast variety of people between getting back into real estate. I've got what I lovingly call my recovering REO addicts. If you want to hear a panicked call, it's somebody that's done nothing but distressed for the past three years, and now they have a quote real appointment with a real equity seller. Now what do we do? We have to get back to real presentations and pre-listing packages and objection handling and all this fun stuff. So. I think overall, I'm, I really am seeing a lot of enthusiasm in the market and a lot of agents that are saying, hey, I feel the momentum. I want to be part of it. So that's exciting. Well, you know, it's true. And, and a lot of that, what you're relaying to our listeners is that a lot of guys are just basically discovering this radio show for the first time. But if they've been listening to us for the better part of a year, they'd know that we had been preparing all of them for what is the very beginning stage of what's going to be the best real estate market of our entire careers. And guys, it's going to last probably 8 to 10, maybe in some markets 12 years. But the reality of it is, is you are in the right place at the right time. So make sure you're doing the right thing to make this your truly your market. And remember, we're always here to help you if you ever need any help, any specialized help. And of course, this is for this offer is extended to folks that are existing coaching students or not. Just go to freecoachingcallsforagents.com, freecoachingcallsforagents.com. You know, simple website, so you literally pop on the site, you fill out the day and time of your free coaching call, and then your coach calls you and you have a free coaching call. And also, when you do that, 
you're also going to be given a copy of our um, our book that's frankly out of print because we just started giving it away. So you can it's on uh, it's Think and Grow Rich. It's a re-release of the Napoleon Hill classic, but it's updated for real estate. And we're also giving you a free copy of our book, The Real Estate Treasure Map. And that's just for saying thank you for, A, being a listener, but, B, also allowing us the pleasure of helping you on your way um, with uh, your real estate business. So just go to freecoachingcallsforagents.com. So, Julie, the topic today, affirmations. You know, it's interesting. The reactions people have uh, about affirmations. Some people think they're hocus-pocus, witchcraft, and alchemy, whereas other people swear by them. It helped me understand the mindset between the doubter and the skeptic versus the person that's the true believer. Well, I think it's probably like anything, Tim, where you've got people who are consistent about it and have thought about it and are doing it on purpose and getting good results, and then you have people that are dabbling in it, didn't get immediately immediate results, and have then deemed it to be not working or not working well enough. So we're going to talk about that today and some specific steps to help create powerful affirmations that actually work. So I'm excited about that. Shall we just jump right in? Are we doing a commercial-free show today or are we – you tell me. Uh, well, let's just get to the first point. So this, guys, we got from Psychology Today. Um, and as you guys know, Julie and I, are, we just read and listen to stuff constantly. And, and you know, it's, it's worth noting that um, in order to – one of the – greatest determinants of whether or not you're going to continue to progress in all aspects of your life is your continued education. It's very easy for all of us to be lulled into complacency, believing that we kind of know it all, have it figured out, just because maybe what we used and what we practiced before, we are making the assumption that it will continue to work for us. But the reality of it is you have to be constantly challenging yourself. And one of the things Julie and I do is we read things that are, frankly, a little bit obtuse to us. So psychology today, we read a lot of economist reports. We read a lot. Of, we get our information from as many different places as possible. The real power of that, obviously, is it puts us in a position of being able to help you guys at the highest level. You know, and it's also worth noting that a lot of times what holds us back isn't what we think we uh, know uh, still working. It's what we don't realize that we don't know. You know, every day we do free coaching calls. And one of the questions I had is, what will be the one product that they should employ in their business immediately that would have the most immediate effect on generating listing leads? And you know what? I love the question because I didn't even have to think about the answer. The answer was Mojo. I mean, Julie, can you think of anything more powerful than MojoSells.com at really generating consistent listing leads? If your intention is to build your listing inventory and then maintain your listing inventory, it's really a must-have for the sake of efficiency. And I would right. agree with you. If you had to choose one thing, that would be at the top of the list. And I love it, too, because it's like a complete system, and it's turnkey. And if you guys don't know what Mojo Sells is or Mojo, what they offer, and like a lot of people, when if they've heard what Mojo is, they'll say, well, it's a dialer. But it's so much more than a dialer. I mean, honestly, it's one of those products that everyone should have in their real estate practice. If you're serious about your real estate business, or you're serious about becoming a listing agent, there honestly isn't any question that you should be using MojoSells.com. All right, so you know what, guys? Here's the thought for all of you. Obviously, Mojo Sells is something we really believe in, and affirmations are something that we really believe in. So, Julie, I'm going to ask you just to jump right back in and start reading the information from Psychology Today. And then the goal from today's radio show, guys, is for you to walk away, frankly, being a true believer in affirmations, but also for you to know how to write your own affirmations. And we're going to give you a five-step process to write your own affirmations. And then we're going to tell you what our personal affirmations are. So this is going to be a great show. Jules? 
Okay, perfect. So get ready to take some great notes and implement things from today's show. So again, from psychology today, affirmations, well, first they define that. An affirmation is a statement said with confidence about a perceived truth. Affirmations have helped thousands of people make significant changes in their lives, but they don't always work for everyone. Why can one person have great success using this tool while another sees no results at all? Well, an affirmation can work as it has the ability to program your mind into believing the stated concept. This is because the mind doesn't actually know the difference between what's real and what's fantasy. So when you watch a movie and you start to laugh or cry, your mind is actually I'm sorry, uh, empathizing with the characters on the screen even though it's just a movie, it's just Hollywood magic. There are both positive and negative types of affirmations. I'm sure many of us can remember as a child being told by a teacher, a parent, or a coach that you just didn't have the ability to do something. You were too fat, too clumsy, too lazy, whatever it was. These unwholesome statements can stay with us in the conscious or unconscious mind, which we then reinforce throughout our lives. So if an unwholesome belief is deeply rooted in our unconscious mind, then it has the ability to override a positive affirmation even if we're not actually aware of it. So this is why for many people, affirmations don't seem to work as their afflicted thought patterns are so strong that it knocks out the effect of the positive statement. So how can we add more muscle to an affirmation so it's got the power to triumph over our negative thinking? Well, that's what we're going to talk about today. So Tim, what are the steps that they can take to get that positive affirmation to overpower the negative thinking? Well, so the first thing to understand is the fact that a lot of people have tried affirmations in the past, and a lot of people, you know, skeptical types, think that affirmations are basically most, mostly hocus-pocus, right? Okay, so let's assume that a good 80% of you listening right now um, do not believe in affirmations and do are, let's just say, skeptical about them. Okay, so just for the sake of opening your mind to new ways of learning, opening your mind to things that will help your life become better in every way, let's just set aside that skepticism. So if you're hearing the inner skeptic say affirmations are hogwash, set that aside and accept the fact that one of the reasons that you believe affirmations are hogwash is probably not from really your own experience in terms of uh, effectively using affirmations, but probably because you are replaying software that somebody else put into your head many ages ago. Maybe you're not believing affirmations are going to work for you because, you know, you're telling yourself, well, you know what, that new agey stuff, I have a, you know, you're, in other words, you've already convinced yourself that being able to control your mindset is not something that you can do from maybe your past experiences or because you basically have had uh, influences from other people that have led you to believe that you weren't good enough to experience success at the highest level. So here are the five steps. Step number one, Julie. So step number one to make your affirmations effective and powerful. Step one, make a list of what you've always thought of as your negative qualities. Include any criticisms that others have made of you that you've been holding on to. Whether it's something from your siblings, your parents, your peers that used to say about you when you were a child, or maybe what your boss or even a previous broker or an office manager said to you when you were working on your business plan last year or three years ago. Don't judge if they're accurate and remember that we do all have flaws. This is one of the beauties of being human. So simply make note of these things and look for a common theme such as, I'm not worthy. This will be a great place to start for making a shift in your life. 
So when you write out the recurring belief, notice if you're holding on to it anywhere in your body. For example, do you then instantly feel a tightness or a dread in your heart or your stomach? I know, Tim, when I have negative things coming in, I get a, a knot in my shoulder or in my neck. And it's the same place where any stress, I always feel that. So step number one is important. Uh, Tim, have you worked on this with clients before? Have you seen them actually make that list and notice maybe even a physical effect from those negative thoughts? What's interesting when you ask people to do this exercise, when they actually are being asked to write down all the negative thoughts that they have about themselves, what's, I don't know, as a coach, I don't find it surprising, but certainly from them having never actually written everything that's floating around in their minds, what is really surprising to a lot of them is often how long the list is. That's what's really mm, surprising. Yeah. And, then, and then it becomes kind of, uh, feels like a thousand pound weight's been lifted off your back when you see written out in front of you, in your own handwriting, right, handwriting opposed to typing, and you see basically all the things you actually tell yourself on a regular basis. Now, you know, it's fun to then sort of, I mean, fun with quotes, you know, as in not really fun, but it's an interesting experience to kind of go down the rabbit hole a little bit and kind of get to the root of why you believe some of those things. But I'll tell you that that is usually a very slippery slope that it's almost impossible for you to get to the bottom of. So the worst thing to do is spend too much time wondering why you think the way you think. The better thing to do is immediately go to step two. Julie? So step number two is to now write out an affirmation on the positive aspect of your self-judgment. You might want to use a thesaurus to find more powerful words to beef up your statement. For example, instead of saying, I'm worthy, you could say, I'm remarkable and cherished. After you've written your affirmation, then ask a close friend to read it to see if they have any suggestions of making it even stronger. So we're taking the negative thing, we're turning it around and replacing it with something positive, but we're also watching the wording that we use and making it more powerful and, as they said, beefing up that statement. So take a second and write down the positive aspects of your self-judgment. It's funny, Tim, when we have coaching clients do this, it's almost always more of a struggle for them to make the positive list than to make the negative list, which just kind of flows out. This is all the stuff they've been holding on to. Now to replace it with the positive stuff, I think that just proves that psychology or, you know, that the article from, yeah, from Psychology Today that says how much more powerful the negative stuff can be and that we've got to work on the positive stuff, overcoming and kicking the butt of the negative thoughts. Has that been your experience with clients as well? Well, yeah, then also if you drill down on that, it's because negative is so constantly reinforced in modern society, isn't it? True. I mean, you're never, too, you're never tall enough, you're never thin enough, you're never rich enough, you're never good-looking okay. enough, you know, you're never confident enough, you're never, I don't know, fill in the blank. So the messaging that, I don't mean we can blame advertisers, but the reality of it is, is we do it to ourselves, we're always basically not good enough. So there's no, it's no wonder why you maybe started out as a pudgy little kid and even now you're a beautiful, you know, incredibly conditioned, you know, adult, you still see yourself as that pudgy little kid. You know, maybe you weren't so good in math. I mean, you know, Julie, I'll use you as an example. I mean, you were, you right. talk, you tell me, okay, well, you know, it, let's, you and I like to keep it real, right? So you, you had an experience when you were a kid and you were great in math, great in math, then all of a sudden you had a really questionable teacher, and that really set you on a course for years to believe that you weren't good in math, and you finally turned it around when you realized it was just basically 
a negative affirmation that that teacher had given you about your aptitude in math. You want to share that story? Yeah, well, that's absolutely true. And I think especially as kids, it's not like you're going to recognize it and say, well, hang on a second, that teacher is just giving me a negative affirmation that's going to haunt me the rest of my life. Kids, you know, even as adults, we don't see these things happening subconsciously. But I did at some point realize that it was more about the belief that I wasn't good at math than the reality because I'm actually not bad at math, you know, but for years I believed, well, you know, it's just not going to be my thing. So I'm always going to be struggling with those, you know, geometry classes. And and so I think that that's so much more powerful than reality is what somebody can just plant that seed in your mind. And I think you're right, Tim, that the negative stuff is so much more heavily reinforced that it's a constant power struggle. And that's why we've got to constantly... Uh, consciously go after the replacement thoughts. So now I tell myself, I do the math that I have to do and I'm good at it. That's that's just my simple affirmation. Because, you know, let's be honest, I don't necessarily have to be a whiz in geometry anyway at this stage in life. <laughs> or any, by the way. Or really any stage in life. But I've stopped saying, you know, I suck at math. Because where does that get you, right? Well, but I Julie, do you mind, that. And then, yeah, go ahead. Do you mind if I use you as a personal example again? No, keep on going. <laughs> okay. What's well, the, so you. Well, so guys, the reason that Julie and I—I I mean, we've been married for 25 years this year, so it's not like we have any secrets from each other. We met each other in high school, in case you guys didn't know that, and we're now in our mid 40s. So, but I remember when you know when I first started dating Julie, her family, her mother in particular, used to sort of like frame Julie as being this sickly little kid, and maybe she was. And I, you know, Julie, I would say that it's reasonable to say that for a long while you sort of walked around with some hypochondriac tendencies until you finally identified those and decided to 100% get over that mindset. But also you really started to take care of your, you know, your body, your mind, and your spirit, recognizing the fact that a lot of those things you do have a direct effect on. You want to talk about that? That's true. And it's kind of like, you know, you don't have to look for negative reinforcements. They're just out there around you. But you do have to consciously look for positive reinforcement. So once I decided, you know, I'm not going to be this bronchitis-ridden allergy kid for the rest of my life, well, then I had to consciously work on replacing those thoughts. And here's the important thing, take action to reinforce that. Because the negative stuff, other things out there, the press, the media, you know, even maybe your broker, your, you know, what you call your friends, they're going to be reinforcing that negative stuff. It's kind of out of your control. But the positive stuff, you have to get in control of. So that's where step number three, and again, we're talking about not just thinking about affirmations, but actually making them powerful and implementing and using them. Step number three is to speak the affirmation out loud for about five minutes, at least three times a day, morning, midday, and evening. An ideal time to do this is when you're putting on your makeup or you're shaving so you can look at yourself in the mirror as you repeat that positive statement. Another option that helps to reinforce the new belief and would be easy to do at work is to write out the affirmation several times in a notebook. Notice over time, as you write it, that your style of writing also changes. This might be a clue as to how your mind is perceiving the new concept. I call this exercise using mindfulness to journal and move you forward the agenda of positive affirmation. And Tim, just a a quick real-world example of this. I find, just to make this very uh, salient for our agents, there's a huge difference in every aspect of real estate based on what you believe 
is going to happen. Are you in a positive mindset or a negative mindset? The agent that walks through the door thinking to themselves, oh, I'm just an ordinary agent, I can expect to maybe take 50% of the listings I go on, oh, we'll see how it goes. It's very different than the outcome that an agent that says, I am the best agent for the job of listing this home and this is my next listing. So it's, well, it's not just, you know, am I good at math or not? It's every aspect of what you do in life. And some of them filter out to be directly into your income. Does that make sense? It absolutely does. And, and you know, what's really profound, and we're going to get to the next two points in a second, what's really profound about this is if you guys, like Julie and I had this absolutely adorable baby girl named Zoe Grace, uh, love of our life. And, you know, I heard Julie, they were playing the other day, and Zoe's just learning how to walk. She's just a year, uh, a little over a year, and she's just learning how to talk. She's saying dada and mama, and her new favorite word is bear. She's trying to say bear because, you know, Christmas was just, you know, not so long ago, and of course everyone got her these big stuffed bears, and she's just in love with these bears. So, you know, I was listening to Julie play with her the other day, and Julie is giving her affirmations. She's actually saying things to her. So Julie is trying to um, give Zoe uh, software, trying to program her thinking about herself at just, you know, barely not even a year and a half, so that she, when she's inevitably going to be, you know, life, society, you know, you're too tall, you're too fat, you're too, all these types of things. When she's starting to get inundated with all those types of negative thoughts, that she will have her initial uh, core software in her brain from her mother, who's uh, programmed her to realize that, you know, what do you, I mean, Julie, share the, share, share the Zoe affirmations. Well, I I always tell her, you know, of course, what a good job she's doing and, you know, lots of confidence-building stuff because I can just see – I mean, we know she's going to be short, right? So maybe she's not going to be the greatest soccer player in the world or maybe she's going to be a butt kicker. But either way, I want her to have the confidence to deal with whatever is out there for her. So lots of, you know, just positive – even things as simple as smiling at her a lot so that she knows she's surrounded by love. And, I, you know, it's, it's the little things, I think. And we've just seen the transformation so that now I'm almost, I mean, now she's now that she's walking, that's kind of a scary thing. Maybe we're making her overconfident, given what she's getting into. <laughs> we're giving her a big ego. <laughs> I don't know. But, I mean, you know, I heard, <laughs> I heard you ego. saying to her, you're, lo- you're, you're loved, you're cherished, oh, you're yeah. smart, you're her, strong. You know, you're strong, you're healthy. Every night before we put her to bed, we tell her she's strong, she's healthy. Um, she's loved, she's, she's happy, and she's kind. Yeah, you know, because I mean those little I think basic that's, things. That's what's important. Mm-hmm. Yeah, she. I don't know whether or not she knows the words yet. Who knows? But the fact is, is we're going to do our best to instill that confidence in her. And here's the thing: the reason I was telling you guys that story is because you can do that for yourself. Yes, granted, you're going to have to overcome all the negative affirmations that you maybe even some cases believe to be true about yourself. But if you consciously start this process by writing down all the things the affirmations of things you want in life, and we're going to give you some samples. We've given you some samples throughout today's call. We're going to tell you some of our own personal ones. Then you can start replacing the negative ones. All right, Jules, next point. Okay, so the next point is to point number four, or step number four, is to anchor the affirmation in your body as you're repeating it by placing your hand on the area that used to feel uncomfortable when you talked about the negative belief in the first step. So you can also breathe into the affirmation while you're saying it or writing it, as you reprogram your mind, you want to move from the concept of the affirmation to a real positive embodiment of the quality you seek. So 
you don't want to be multitasking while you do your affirmations. You want to be really living them and feeling them, embodying those, so that they have a stronger uh, implant. I know, you know, music stuff, right? So they talk about centering yourself and actually feeling when you're when you're doing your affirmations that you're confident and you're competent and you're you know going to do a really great job on what you're working on that you plant your feet in the ground and you actually feel as if you're a tree connected to the earth, that kind of thing while you're doing your affirmations so that you are embodying them and you're not, say, texting while you're supposedly doing your affirmations. So well, that Julie, makes this a big goes, difference. It does. This goes back to the previous point. You were in the perfect what you said, right? Notice when you're writing down the positive affirmations uh, how disbelieving you are of what you're writing down. And you'll see it in your handwriting, mm-hmm. right? You'll see it in how much you're pressing down on a pen. That's the reason I said writing is better than typing. Right. Um, you'll see that you physically are almost reacting in a negative way to the positive thing that you're trying to say to yourself. Isn't that interesting? So one of the secrets, mm-hmm. and it's getting to this point, you know, the one that Julie just read to you guys, is that when you're practicing an affirmation, so you don't have to have a ton of them, by the way. You know, when you're practicing these affirmations, uh, try to feel the feelings that the affirmations are saying, uh, that you're saying to yourself. Try to literally emotionally attach yourself to the words that are floating around in your mouth, or better yet, when you're speaking them out loud. Almost do it in a meditative state if that word is a, you know, somehow doesn't resonate with you. Do it in such a way that you actually can feel the feelings and are starting to believe what you're saying. So when you attach emotion to the words that you're saying, uh, your curve, your learning curve, your ability to replace the old, worn-out, negative software will get replaced ten times faster than if you're just reading the words. Feeling the words and reading the words are, you know, doing those things in combination, that's the key. Point number five, Jules. Point number five is to get a friend or a coach to repeat your affirmation to you. As they're saying, for example, you are remarkable and cherished, identify the statement as good mothering or good fathering messages. If you don't have someone who you feel comfortable asking, then use your own reflection in the mirror as the person who's reinforcing the healthy message. So some sample affirmations. And again, Tim, I think you make a good point that you don't need to have 20 or 30 affirmations. So listen to some of the samples and choose your favorites. Maybe you have three that you really identify with and you decide to use all the time. Maybe use our samples and modify them a little bit for yourself. So some sample affirmations. I know, accept, and am true to myself. I believe in, trust, and have confidence in myself. I eat well, exercise regularly, and get plenty of rest to enjoy good health. Tim, I mean, you use, I, I know you and I have been talking about our new morning schedule, right? I, and uh, we were reading the book, The Morning Miracle or something, where it said, Miracle the, Morning. The, thought you, the Miracle Morning. The thought you go to bed with is probably the thought you wake up with. And I was suffering thinking I, I always am sleep deprived. So now I go to bed with sleep affirmations that I'm a good sleeper, I'm a restful sleeper, and I wake up rested. And I've got to tell you, that's made a big difference. It's not something well, I've you thought need of sleep, before. You- you need yeah. sleep affirmations when you have a, you know, barely toddler in the house, right? <laughs> That's true. <laughs> Julie, maybe those are the affirmations we should start giving to Zoe. <laughs> Zoe, <laughs> you sleep eight hours of night at, per night. I know. You don't wake exactly. up screaming or scared of the dark. Well, yeah, and so the point is, you know, as you go through life and you're dealing with different things, maybe your affirmations change from time to time and you adopt different things. So, 
Some of these, though, are universal. I like, I learned from my mistakes. I think that's a great affirmation for anybody. I know I can accomplish anything I set my mind to. I forgive myself for not being perfect because I know I'm human. I never give up. So, Tim, what are, the, what are some of your favorite affirmations that you've used either yourself or with your clients? I'm wealthy, healthy, I'm wealthy, healthy, happy, and wise. Those are ones I always like. Those are things I say to myself, but also I share with my coaching students. I'm wealthy, I'm healthy, I'm happy, and I'm wise. Now, be careful, guys, when you're writing your affirmations um, that you don't future tense what you're saying. Don't say, for example, I am going to be wealthy. You know, I am I going to be, be wise. Future, t- future tensing it basically is kind of in a strange way. It's giving yourself a hall pass and holding yourself accountable to actually accomplishing those goals. And speaking of procrastination, Julie, I know I've heard you share this with your coaching students before, and we coach all of our other coaching, uh, our other coaches to you know use this one for their procrastinating coaching clients. Mm-hmm. I am a doer; I get things done. So if you find yourself being yeah, a, a procrastinator, doer, I do things now. Yeah, yeah, that, that's my go. favorite all-time affirmation, actually because it encompasses a lot of other things that, you know, maybe you're a general procrastinator. It doesn't really matter what it is. It can be done tomorrow. (laughs) So I'm a doer. I do things now. I get things done. One of my all-time favorites because it causes you to instantly get yourself into action. That's right. So, So Julie, let's go through a few more of these. Let's go through a few more of these. Okay. I enjoy life to the fullest. I have control over my thoughts, feelings, and choices. I stand up for my beliefs, values, and morals. I treat others with respect and appreciate their individuality. I contribute my talents and knowledge for the good of all. I make a difference whenever I can. And a couple more, I practice patience, understanding, and compassion with others as well as myself. That's a great one for being in the midst of a real estate transaction. (laughs) I practice patience, understanding, and compassion with others as well as myself. And I commit to learning new things, remain open-minded, and am the best that I can be. These are all well, great gr- affirmations. Go ahead. And that's a, great, that's a great affirmation to end the show because the fact is, is that we sure. start out by talking about education. We start out by asking all of those, those of you who have basically tried affirmations before and they didn't work, or you've, you know, basically you're skeptical and never actually gave it a shot. Guys, just accept the fact that a lot of the thoughts that you're having today, and we've talked about this on our uh, thinking radio show, you guys should go back and listen to that it's from a couple of weeks ago, then in essence, every thought that you're having is the same thought you had yesterday, the same thought you'll have tomorrow. You know, basically, you're living a mental groundhog day, day after day. And doing so, you're not really leaving any room or leaving any opportunity for new thoughts, new thoughts leading to the types of uh, lives that all of you guys deserve to have. Affirmations are what breaks that cycle. So if you're wanting to know how to break out of the cycle of repetitive thinking, especially repetitive negative thinking, start with affirmations. We've walked you guys through this. It's five steps. The reality of it is is the success that you'll have from practicing affirmations all comes down to really your belief in what you're saying. So go back and listen to today's radio show again and do us a favor like always, your homework from this radio show as well as all of our others is to share it with as many agents as you can. Guys, we are and we have created the number one real estate coaching uh, radio show. It's the number one real estate, I've been told, it's the number one radio show broadcast uh, for the real estate industry. So we have 50,000 regular listeners. I'm sure it's going to be 100,000 regular listeners. I'm putting it out there. I'm kind of setting the goal of 100,000 regular listeners within the next 90 days. Help us accomplish that goal, guys. 
obviously, you know, and I, and I hope this remain this continues to be true. What we're saying is resonating with all of you guys. Some of you guys are searching for really, frankly, if we're just being just putting it out there, you're looking to have someone cut through the BS for you. You're looking for really a genuine approach to the real estate business, but also how you can get work-life balance and how you can build your practice around integrity. How can you build your practice around the mindset of service to other people? And I'm glad our message appeals to you and is resonating with you. It doesn't for everyone. I get a lot of people want to stay in the old mindset, you know, that's kind of greed and ego-based, and that's fine. And you know what? God bless them. But the reality of it is, is most of you, I think societally, we're in the midst of a shift, and it's pretty exciting to see. It's pretty exciting to hopefully participate in. Helping folks evolve beyond sort of the entrapment that comes from essentially looking at people as numbers, looking at life through sort of your ego glasses and, you know, focusing on just contacts and numbers. And obviously I'm talking mostly about the real estate business here. And transcending that old mindset, that old negative affirmation about really what you're, you know, kind of almost this, uh, I don't know how else to call it other than basically it's kind of a, a pathological approach to real estate and moving towards something that really is true to who we all are as spiritual beings in a physical incarnation, and and that's really being of service to other people. So guys, help us get the word out. Please share today's show and all of our other shows. Go back and listen to the archives of our past radio shows. Uh, We have literally uh, dozens, if not hundreds, of past radio shows. Really, it should act as almost your learning library for everything you're wanting to do in your real estate business. If there's anything we can ever do for you guys, it is our absolute passion to be of service to you. It's our absolute passion to help you guys accomplish your goals. Just go to freecoachingcallsforagents.com, freecoachingcallsforagents.com. And also remember, you can go directly to um, our main website, timandjulieharris.com, and choose whichever coaching program is appropriate for you. But guess what? The radio show is free. Uh, the free books that we give you when you request your free coaching call, obviously those are free. And anything we can do for you to help you along your path to success Uh, please allow us the opportunity to do so. And we will talk with you on the radio tomorrow. This program has been a presentation by Tim and Julie Harris, Real Estate Coaching. For more information on our real estate coaching and training programs, visit our website at timandjulieharris.com. Remember to tune in weekdays at noon for upcoming shows. And until next time... Thank you for listening to Real Estate Coaching Radio with Tim and Julie Harris. This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com.